0: Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Luke Warsham in Tampa. In for Zach. Make sure you uh, follow us all over social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse, Nashville. The professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness where one 15-minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com. Your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai for your next ride. Head out to Lebanon. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand new hardwood floors and finishings. They are at CalvinandSubtle.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, Luke, your overall thoughts about day two of practice, and then we will dive into the fights that broke out in today's practice. But what was your overall feeling as you walked out of there today for day two?
1: Yeah, I'll start with the defense because that was what we highlighted yesterday. That's what everyone highlighted yesterday because they were so good and because Brady made the comments that that he did about the Titans defense. And and Brady and the offense got some back today. I thought that they probably had the upper hand. Uh, Mike Evans, who was a little bit quiet yesterday, was uh, wreaking havoc all over the place. Uh, Caleb Farley at times was getting abused by Mike Evans. Antonio Brown looks fantastic. Chris Godwin looks really good. Uh, The defense still struggled with that quick stuff to Rob Gronkowski. But look, like when you're facing that good of a group of weapons, uh, you know, you're you're bound to give up some plays from time to time. So the appropriate reaction from that side of things is not, well, we were all wrong yesterday. Because, again, what you take away from yesterday is not that the defense is going to be great or really good or whatever. You take away that they're not confused anymore, that they know where they're supposed to be, and that's a big deal.
0: Yeah. I was going to add that it's practice, right? There's just a lot of reps in practice. It's not each practice rep does not carry the same weight of a game rep. So yeah, you're, you're going to lose reps in practice. You're going to win reps in practice. And yesterday the Titans won more reps than the bucks. And today it seemed like the other way around for
1: sure. Definitely. And so now moving on to the offensive side of the ball, it's not very good. (laughs) I think, you know, Vrabel spent the day with the offense. And so when he says that today sucked, I think that's probably what he was referring to the most. And he's right. It was clunky and kind of gross to watch the Titans offense today. There was a whole lot going on. Lots of slants, lots of six, seven-yard passes, lots of dropsies. Mason Kinsey, I didn't think, had a very good day. Logan Woodside was inaccurate, which is not normal for him. He's typically uh, pretty crisp in that short, Intermediate range, and he was kind of all over the place. Uh, Tannehill threw several interceptions, three or four. I can't remember. You know, I can't. I can't remember who was the intended receiver. The situations for all of them, but but he did throw a, a number of interceptions, and it was just a crappy day for the offense. I think Vrabel nailed it when he said it sucked.
0: Yes, so uh, we'll talk about that later on. But the the talk of the day was absolutely the fights that broke out. And oh yeah. So it, it all got started. Luke, I, I lost track of how many fights there were. Just four. there four, just because I feel like I, I saw several tweets from Titans reporters and Bucks reporters about uh, the third fight of the day, and it yeah. seemed like the players never matched up. But that the first flight uh, fight of the day was between Antonio Brown. and Yes. And Titans D B Chris Jackson. And I'll I'll let you walk it walk <laughs> us through what happened there, Luke. But we gotta give a lot of credit to our, our guy, George Walker, who is the photographer for the USA network in the Tennessean, on the pictures that he got of the of this scuffle fight with I think this one's a a flat out fight because of these pictures. You see Antonio Brown ripping off the helmet of Chris Jackson, then you see him winding up with a left-handed punch. And Chris Jackson's looking at it. Like his eyes are on that left hand of Antonio Brown and then bang, just making contact right there. Incredible images from uh, George Walker to get those of the Antonio Brown, Chris Jackson fight. So pretty crazy there, Luke. So I'll let you take us through uh, what all you saw on this particular fight. And then we'll walk through um, all of the other ones that happened across practice.
1: Yeah, George got some good pictures. And so what happened was Brown ran a a route. It was really a streak. It was just sort of straight to the end zone. Uh, Brady threw it to him. Pass was incomplete, but I turned to whoever was next to me and I said, holding. And then, what? you know, immediately the flag comes out. They had officials there today. Uh, They called holding because Jackson was all over Brown's jersey pulling it. And you see a jersey grab, you throw the flag. And so I'm like, all right, you know. Physical coverage, Brown got the best of him. Well, And I'm like about to write a tweet, you know, <laughs> Brown versus Chris Jackson, whatever. Well, then Antonio Brown starts chirping, and, and he does that. Like, that that's who he is. He's a little crazy. He's probably a lot crazy.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's well-documented the craziness <laughs> that Antonio Brown uh, has and, been
1: through. Uh, ESPN's version of Tehran, uh, their NF- ESPN NFL Nation reporter, uh, looked at me and was like, well, yesterday Brown caught one and turned to the DB and was like, I signed your birth certificate. Like that's just kind of the guy he is. And so he starts chirping at Chris Jackson and I have no idea what happened to escalate it beyond that. But Jackson like just went back to the sideline like he was supposed to do. And Brown just like in a hissy fit marched over there and, and it happened so quickly. Like I, I almost tweet and I should have tweeted. I should have trusted my eyes, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure I saw a punch thrown, but I want to, make sure, but what I definitely saw was Brown marched over there, shoved Chris Jackson, grabbed Chris Jackson face mask, pushed his helmet up, and then clearly based on George's picture, gave him a good old sock to the chin.
0: Oh, I mean, it's an, it's like the best practice punch I've ever seen. Like, normally, uh, somebody somebody's stupid enough to punch a helmet, uh, which yeah. is the dumbest thing you could do on a practice field in football. Because <laughs> that, so, that's I mean, you even hurting yourself. Yeah, this one's a clear left-handed just sucker punch right to the face to chris jackson so and then everybody talked about antonio brown got kicked out of practice he did yeah but then it was just a timeout so when antonio brown acts like a toddler you send him out to timeout and then you bring him back in and he came back to practice so what was antonio brown like after he returned from his timeout
1: well, I have to give you credit first, Austin. I thought your tweet that, you know, act like a toddler, get treated like a toddler. That was fantastic. Because that's you. exactly yeah. what happened. He threw a hissy fit, and then he had to go sit and time out. And he came back out, had a little conversation with, with Bruce Arians, uh, and then he went right back to dominating the Titans. So uh all is well that ends well for the future hall of fame receiver in my right. eyes you apparently disagree with that but
0: <laughs> so all right what what was the uh, fight number two in this and then we're going to dive into everything that went wrong with the titans offense in practice and yeah. we'll get
1: deeper into it i want to say fight number two was the fred brown special teams fight which you hear special teams fight and you kind of roll your eyes I, I don't even know what happened on that one like uh kern was out there and they were doing punts but they weren't actually punting like they were just kind of simulating it and i just look over and these two guys are on the ground and i can't remember who was on the bottom whether it was brown or or the bucks player like one of them just wouldn't get up and like a lot of this was just very like baby childish like it wasn't (laughs) like you know a lot of times you're like man they're just so intense out there and, and these competitors like Ripping someone's helmet off and punching them and then like, no, I'm not going to get off of you. Like, grow up. That's not intense. That's stupid.
0: Yeah, and so the other fights, uh, Nick DeZubner get, got into a yeah. scuffle with, a, with a, a Bucks player. And then Leonard Fournette, who I've never thought was a good decision maker, decided to get into it with Jeffrey Simmons. Is, is that what happened at one point?
1: Yeah, and then I mean that one was just sort of that one wasn't really a scuffle. That one just kind of was some pushing and shoving after the play. The other big scuffle involved Jeremy McNichols and uh I believe Devin White. I did not see this play, but I talked to a bucks reporter who told me uh verbatim it looked like Devin White suplexed Jeremy McNichols out of bounds.
0: Oh man. Oh man, that's fantastic.
1: Yes. That, that's, that, feisty. Yes. that's feisty. That's feisty. That's not stupid. That's tough. That's yeah. That's pretty that's fantastic.
0: Uh, Cody says, "Someone hit Luke, please, so he understands." Cody, what the hell are you talking about? Hit Luke, <laughs> so he understands what? Like <laughs> Luke is the only person watching this right now who actually walked uh, watch this practice. And of course, uh, Ty says, I like how instead of Luke Warsham, it's Luke in Tampa because, uh, <laughs> Luke is in Tampa that's what he's there for. All right. So that's why we're here, uh, at 1230 in the afternoon, central time is because Luke was in Tampa watching these practices where you guys were not. And I was not. So now we have Luke to be our eyes for us. And so now we're going to have Luke, uh, tell us why the Titans offense struggled and why there's an obvious reason for that. Uh, But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the area. Simply head to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit when it comes to creating extra cash flows for you and your family, turning your property into rent estate, uh, to make a lot of money, to make a lot of long-term wealth that helps you with equity down the road, RentersWarehouse.com. Also, if you are currently looking for a new place to rent, they've got incredible inventory across the mid-state. Any type of home you want, full-size home, townhome, duplex, apartment, condo, they've got it for you all across town at renterswarehouse.com.
1: And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you again today. If you sign up for the BetMGM app, and you give them the promo code that you see on your screen there, A to Z sports, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a great way to get your feet wet in the sports betting world. Maybe you're looking for something that has a little bit of insurance behind it. Uh, there's great great deal to take advantage of for that. Maybe you're a sports betting vet. You, you've used other books before and you're looking for something new to try out or, or just a great deal to take advantage of. Uh, this fits you as well. So wherever you are in the sports betting world, it's time for you to sign up for BetMGM. Use that promo code. Get your risk-free bet of up to one thousand dollars. And BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks.
0: All right, Luke. You said the Titans' offense struggled. You talked some early on about the interceptions that Tannehill threw. Uh, yes. Why? Why is the offense struggled so much today cons- uh, compared to what yesterday looked like?
1: So, all right. I, I kind of went back and forth today. Started with Bucks' offense. I did the same, vice versa, yesterday. Started with Bucks offense, then I moved to Titans offense. So I'm watching Bucks offense, right? And I see Tom Brady, greatest player of all time. I see uh, Rob Gronkowski, Hall of Fame tight end. I see Antonio Brown, in my opinion, Hall of Fame receiver. Mike Evans, who is slowly building a Hall of Fame resume. Gio Bernard, who's playing exceptional. Right, just weapons, 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 Hall of Fame players. And I walk over to, to the Titans, and I see Ryan Tannehill throwing to the likes. Of McWeapon, Jeremy McNichols, <laughs> Nick Westbrook, Akina, Mason Kinsey, and Chester Rogers. Chester Rogers good player, but
0: like, but he's not good. Like Chester Rogers on the Bucks uh, roster is probably
1: four like wide receiver eight.
0: Yeah, but again, like the, he's also wide receiver like three slash four slash five in yeah. the Titans when everybody's now, out.
1: It, it, and that's what I'm getting to. Because there is obviously a great disparity in those two situations. The, t- the Bucks having their star caliber weapons, and then the Titans having these like middling practice squad caliber players. But the problem is the Titans offense isn't that. The Titans offense has Julio Jones and A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. They're just not out there. And it is a little bit perplexing as to why they are not out there. We'll, we'll get more into that in a, a little bit. But I, that's the reason they're not any good is because Brian Tannehill's throwing to guys who probably won't make the team. Yeah, yes.
0: Christopher Overton says, the offense sucked. How? They didn't get a steady dose of King Henry, then play action with those wide receivers and tight ends, relaxed the scrimmage. Of course. It, exactly. Of, but of course the guy who's decked out in Alabama gear in his profile picture on Facebook is uh, going <laughs> all caps on King Henry. But the, yeah. it's 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 why are the Bucs starters going? while the Titans starters aren't like yes. why in these two days of practices, why are all the Titans guys sitting and the bucks guys are going out there and playing and competing uh, and, and looking pretty good and all of this. I don't really understand why there's a difference because you would think in joint practices and, Vrabel said that uh, earlier in the week that he has had a good relationship with Bruce Arians. Uh, these the coaching staffs know each other. Obviously, Vrabel and Brady know each other very well. There's conversations going into these these two days of here's what we want to accomplish uh, for each side, and here's how we want to make sure we protect our players on each side. And so the Bucs throw everybody out there while the Titans have, you know, they're, you know Nate Davis, Ben Jones hadn't practiced uh, often much at all. Uh, Danico Autry hasn't been out there that often either. So it's like the Titans are just holding back or the Bucs who just won the damn thing and brought every starter back are going out there and competing every day in practice.
1: And, and I think though, that it's not the, the, the issue here is not so much, man, they're, they're not out there. They're not bringing the best or whatever. It's like at a certain point, they got to get some chemistry. And we had a commenter that pointed that out. If I can find it, I had it, but then more comments made me lose it. I apologize to whoever made that great comment. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It was Cody. There it is. How can we get any cohesion if they don't practice? That's what I think the problem is here. I, you know, I, I'm not going to be at the Arizona Cardinals game in week one sitting there thinking, can the Titans pull this off? Because they lost to the bucks that time in practice with, Nick Westbrook, that's not the issue here. The issue here is you sit there in week one and you go, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and Julio Jones have not practiced all four of them together one time. Maybe they do week one. I don't know. Yeah, It had not happened yet.
0: Well, you you would think that um, early on in camp is the time to go out there and get them some run and see how they're doing. And then as you get deeper into camp, you trail off a little bit. But that's not really what happened. Derek Henry, I don't think, has taken a full speed rep in eleven on eleven at all. Nope. Uh, I think he, I think he took a couple uh, in eleven on eleven kind of walked through uh, in the stadium the other night. But it really, it's been nothing. It's been yeah. nothing at all. And so I, I have a theory to this on on what's been going on, and and I'm curious to get your opinion, everybody's opinion, Luke's, and everybody watching here, your opinion on. Uh, this week against the Bucks, five of the Titans' offensive starters have not been practicing. Five of the Titans' starters have not been practicing. Now, that's not including Tannehill because Tannehill has not missed a single day of camp, right? Is that right, Luke?
1: Correct. Correct.
0: So five of the Titans' non-quarter, that's half of their non-quarterback offensive starters have not been practicing. So we're going to ask you guys, is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal that five of the Titans starters on offense have not been practicing. But first I'm going to tell you guys all about our great friends at Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. If you're looking for a brand new vehicle in a crazy vehicle market right now, trust is very important and you can trust Payne bone and his team in Lebanon at Wilson County Hyundai, and their website is the wilsoncountyhyundai.com. It's a quick trip, I-40, exit 236 in Lebanon to go see what Wilson County Hyundai has to offer, and they will work hard for you to find the right vehicle for you, uh, for you, whatever situation you might be in, whether it's the, the brand-new Sonata or the ultimate Palisade. The Hyundai Palisade is sweet, guys. Like So long of the gas-chugging chug- Tahoes and big boxy SUVs, the Hyundai Palisade is sleek, high technology. It's fantastic. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. Luke has disappeared from the screen. I don't know where Luke is gone. I don't know if he got a pizza delivery uh, there, but Luke, uh, now you are back. So I don't know what happened there, Luke, uh, but you're back with us now.
1: Housekeeping. Didn't realize I had a late checkout. We're uh, all good, though.
0: Yes. I figured it might be a hotel situation, but... Uh, You you still have to pay the bills now that you're back with housekeeping. (laughs)
1: Uh, Now that I'm sitting back down and and that housekeeping isn't in here anymore, I can tell you about our friends at BetMGM who have a great deal going on for you right now. If you give them that promo code you see on the screen, A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000.
0: Yep. All right. A to Z Sports, we're asking you guys the question here uh, on this Thursday afternoon show. Big deal, small deal, or no deal? that the Titans have not had five of their starters on offense uh, practice really that often. So Kelkins uh, sets me up for this. Who are the five? That will determine how big of a deal it is, okay? The five guys who have not practiced that often for the Titans offense, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Ben Jones, Nate Davis. So center right guard, two superstar wide receivers, and your superstar running back have not really been getting any work at all. Ben Jones, Luke, we have not seen, I think in as long as we haven't seen Julio Jones. Yeah, probably. I want to say Julio got, I don't know how to describe it. Did he get banged up? Did he fall awkwardly? Did he tweak something? Something like that happened to Julio Jones over two weeks ago in a practice. I believe it was, uh, I'll pull up my calendar, Monday, August 2nd is when that happened. It is the 19th right now. So two and a half weeks ago that happened to Julio Jones. I want to say it was either that day or the next day, Ben Jones got rolled up on in a practice. Uh, and then he finished that session. And then we haven't seen him since Nate Davis has kind of been in and out AJ Brown. We saw a little bit in the stadium, but nothing more than individual drills. So that and King Henry, Derek Henry, we've already talked about that. He has not done really anything whatsoever outside of individual drills. So, big deal, small deal, or no deal for the Titans five offensive starters not practicing much. Uh, So, Luke, I'm going to send you to the comment section to let you read some of what everybody's saying.
1: All right. Uh, Titans for life says no deal. William C.A. says that's a lot of bubble wrap. I'm going to translate that to big deal. And I think you might be right or onto something there. Cody, I think this translates into big deal as well as his practice makes perfect. Marquis says small deal. Introvert K says small deal or no deal for me. Yeah, Uh, pick one,
0: introvert. Yeah, you
1: got to pick one. Uh, Let's see. Roy says no deal. Uh, Small deal from Ronnie. Small deal from Christine. Kenneth says small deal. Dom says big deal. Uh, Jeffrey says small deal. And Bobby says, Says big deal. So lots of lots of different opinions. It doesn't really lean one way or the other.
0: Yeah, Bobby says the NFL is a short schedule. You can't take three to four games. To get the kinks worked out. That's what camp is for. And I and I agree with that, uh, Bobby. Steve says uh, bigger deal for the two linemen. I he, that he understands the skill guys, but the offensive line. We know this, and you guys know this. The what's the uh, the offensive line cliche is that. The offensive line is five guys. They must operate like a fist instead of five fingers. Like that whole thing that it's it's the, I mean it makes sense, but it's a cliche for a reason. And they and you're not you know you don't have a you don't have all five fingers on this fist. You've got Daniel Munyer, who's basically a big middle finger to all offensive productivity because he can't snap right half the time. And so I think it. Here's my here's my answer. I think it is a small deal in general for the five. I think for the three skill players, this is a fact that they know, excuse me, they know what they have in Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and AJ Brown. They don't need to see anything else out of those guys with their ability. Now, cohesion, chemistry, all that stuff. Yeah. You can make fair points on that, but they know what they got in those guys. I think they know what they have in Ben Jones and Nate Davis. I think Ben Jones is dealing with some type of injury. Nate Davis, I'm not too sure. Uh, but I think for these two practices in Tampa, why risk A.J. Brown going out there and practicing against the Bucks secondary when you already know that A.J. Brown can probably do whatever the hell he wants against the Bucks secondary? Because A.J. Yeah. Brown, the first <laughs> week of camp, we could not stop watching and talking about how good A.J. Brown looked. He came out of the gates of camp, dominated everybody, catching touchdowns at will, and then once the Titans were like, yeah, looks good, right? Okay, cool. No more. Like, there's no point in A.J. Brown. You might as well give all of those reps to Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson, N.W.I., Cam Bats, and Mason Kinsey, the two draft picks, and uh, Fred Brown. Like, give those guys the reps instead of, giving more on A.J. Brown. And I feel like they're kind of in the same situation with Julio and the fact that Julio just doesn't practice and hasn't been practicing over the last couple of years. So that's my theory overall on, on the skill guys. Like they know what they have in Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is also unique in this situation too.
1: Yes. I, I want to quickly respond to a comment. Bobby says, if Julio is too fragile that you don't want to push it in practice, how is he going to get through a game? Bobby, getting through a game is different than practice because in a game, if you're not like ailing and in deep pain, you are going to play. In practice, Mike Vrabel's approach is typically if you're not perfect, you're probably not going to practice. And there's just a difference in the standards there. So just because someone doesn't practice often, especially a 32-year-old Hall of Fame receiver, doesn't necessarily mean anything for their game status. Would you agree with that, Austin?
0: Yeah, for for sure. I mean, there's no point in pushing 32 year old Julio Jones on August 18th and 19th against the Bucks. It's not that big of a deal, right? Yeah. Um. And so, look, hey, Jay Brown says, "Awesome points, uh, awesome points, Austin." I think you're right. Thank you. I like when people think I'm right. Uh, Introvert says, "I only have, uh, I'd only have them practice the week of the Cardinals opener." But again, like, I absolutely subscribe to. Is that too late? Like, can Julio Jones and Ryan Tannehill have enough conversations without practice to say, hey, be here at this exact time? And that's where I'm going to deliver the football. Like, can they do that off the field? Because I know know those guys are both, what, 32 Hmm. years old? They've played a lot of football in their life, but that's just hard to do just by leaning over it. Like, you have to, like,
1: do things. And that's why I'm going to go with Little Deal. Or small deal. Small sure. deal. Because I don't think it's a big deal. This isn't a sound the alarms, be nervous. But it's also not nothing, you know? It it matters to an extent. And, and I have that same question, because we heard Tannehill. Tannehill was asked yesterday, I think it was Paul asked him, uh, like, you know, you don't have the, the top two weapons out there. Is that detrimental? And Tannehill said, well, you know, we're inside working on a lot of things and watching the film together and such and such. And and my response to that is like, like you said, Austin, okay, but how much can you get from that? And and how much do you get in practice that you can't get in that situation? And, And it's not nothing. It might not be a lot. You know, it might not be a huge difference, but there is a difference. So this, this doesn't mean nothing. It's not meaningless. It's also not a huge deal. Um, but it is a small deal because I think it is slightly concerning that they're not out there. The the lost chemistry potentially, but at the end of today, at the end of the day, these for the most part are stud players who are. are I think we'll be just fine.
0: Yeah. Uh Shrike says the Titans goal for the wide receiver group this week is to see what the fringe guys can do versus a non-Titan secondary. Well, that's, that's a good, good
1: that's a good point. point. And, that might yeah. be what's going on.
0: And and is that the same situation for interior offensive line?
1: Perhaps. Yeah, I thought Saffold had a good quote today. He was asked about this situation of the starters not playing, and he said, you know, we see it as an opportunity to to prove that we can work well and operate well. They didn't today, but throughout <laughs> camp they have, you No, know, he said that, that we can operate well, even when the top guys aren't in there. And he said, and when they come back, it's just gonna be a super boost. I think that might have been the exact phrase he used. Just something super along those that lines. It line. sounds like
0: Roger Saffold and his e- his e his gaming verbiage. His uh, e- I love game.
1: Roger Saffold. He he was he was requested by by Titans Media today. But um, like
0: Roger Saffold has been practicing, so is Lawan. And I get they're probably trying to freshen up and knock the rust off of uh not having Lawan for the majority of last season and getting yeah. him back into into uh you know into their camaraderie there with left tackle left guard uh so look it's very interesting but there is a point where you're like man uh, at what point do you start to become concerned about Ben Jones Nate Davis and Julio yeah yeah I would say those three are the most confusing because I think Nate I don't understand what's going on with Nate Davis I have not seen him be hurt I have not seen him have any ailment I've seen him practice very little time. Yeah. They, ben Jones and Julio. I've seen something physically happen to them where they were uncomfortable and left practice for that day.
1: Yeah. And I think this this is a good segue into our next topic about, you know, the reason that this is so confusing.
0: It is. It is absolutely because I, you know, Mike Vrabel did something today where he gave useless updates on Julio Jones and AJ Brown will give you those useless updates. But first let me tell you guys about where I'm working out at, here in like three and a half hours. That's Mandu. Mandu is the pulse of fitness. One 15 minute workout of full body electronic muscle stimulation equals five or more hours in the weight room. How is that even possible? Because of full body electronic muscle stimulation guys, it is legitimate it's very real. Mandu can help you achieve your fitness goals. I myself have dropped my, Uh, body fat percentages down by 10 percentage points for what Mandu has allowed me to do and put on a bunch of muscle, cut a bunch of fat because I know what the game is. I know how to achieve my goals without putting stress on my joints and my old injuries. Mandu.com is for everybody, whether you're in shape, out of shape, whatever your goal is. Maybe your goal is to lose Just that last 8 to 10 pounds of fat that you can't figure out. Mandu can help you out with that. Or if you have big gains in either direction to make, mandu.com, your first workout, absolutely free.
1: And if you sign up today for the BetMGM app and you use that promo code A to Z sports, you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. You won't find a better deal than that anywhere else. And that's because BetMGM is the king of sports books. And Austin, when you mentioned your, your body fat changing there. It reminded me that, that Roger Saffold said he lost 10 pounds in practice yesterday.
0: Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Um, very nuts to watch, to lose that 10 pounds in practice. Uh, that, and that,
1: and the, someone followed up and said, how long does it take to gain that back? And he said, well, it's pretty much all water weight. So it's already back.
0: Yeah, it's back. Yeah, As soon as you just suck down a few water aids and pe- waters and and then you're good and have a meal. You're all, you're all sweet. So Ronnie says, come on, guys, let's get a mandu in Georgia. Look new opening in Birmingham, uh, I think later this month or in the next month or so, they're popping up all over the place. Uh, that's for sure. Okay, so Luke, you mentioned that Mike Vrabel gave useless, and your yes. word is useless. Yes. Useless updates on Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. I, I'll hand you
1: the floor. Yes. So uh, I actually yesterday I was sitting down writing my observations from camp I was writing, one of the observations was A.J. Brown wasn't there. And I type out, A.J. Brown practice today due to, well, hold up, is he hurt? Is this is this maintenance? I, I don't know. And so I decided, like, I'm going to ask Vrabel today, and he can take it or leave it. And before I could get to it, I was literally right about to ask a question someone else did, Ben Arthur from the Tennessean did. And this was Mike's response. Ben Arthur's question was, uh, is A.J. hurt? I know. I take that back. So the first question was, is A.J. hurt or is he just going through maintenance? And the response was, he wasn't available today. Then a couple of questions later, Ben Arthur from the Tennessean says, was Julio Jones hurt? Is Julio Jones hurt? Or is he under maintenance? And Mike Vrabel said, he wasn't available today. Then he looked at Ben. He said, you got a follow-up there, Ben. I, I, I don't get it, Austin. I don't know why it has to be so coy, why it has to be such a national secret. Um, I have long said I am with Mike Vrabel on not giving out timelines. I think that can be unfair to the player, the whole this many weeks to that many weeks. But, like, you know what he could say? You know, Julio's dealing with an ankle. But he's going to be okay. He, you know, he he's on track and he's doing better every day, and uh, we'll get him back out here when he's ready to go.
0: I, I'm okay with Mike Vrabel just saying everybody has their own specific plan, but then just attach what they're like. If like, it, are they hurt? It was the whole thing with Dory Jackson last year. It was Adoree Jackson was on IR. We thought he was going to be back for that Steelers game, uh, and then they designated him to return, which starts a 21 day clock. Of when you have to activate him to the roster, and something happened again that we just were assuming that something happened again to Adore Jackson because he was gone for another month and a half after that point.
1: Yeah, it's that whole situation like, was a disaster. It's just
0: like don't play with us. Just tell us like a little bit of what's going on and be fair.
1: And that's the thing is it sometimes feels like he's playing with us. Like with what he said to Ben, he's like, "You got to follow up on that." Like why does it make you angry that he's asking this question? It's not like it's out of left field. You know, you should be expected to be asked when your star player has missed two weeks where they are. Like, this is not, this is not crazy. This is normal. And I'm, I commented on Twitter. I said, this type something along the lines of this type of nonsense is bad for the Titans. And I had several people ask, what do I mean by that? Here's what I mean by that. A confused media is not helpful to a team. It is harmful to a team to have a confused media. When I cannot tell a fan, again, severity is another question. But when I can't even tell a fan whether a player is injured, that's a problem. And then fans (laughs) start to question you. And here's another thing that Taron Davenport brought up. You know, what if a guy breaks his foot and you just don't tell us, Mike Vrabel, And then the narrative that gets started with the fans and the media is, man, this bum never plays. Oh, no, he's missing practices. He just needs to get –
0: He's a broken foot. Or if he plays plays horribly, right? Exactly. What what if the guy continues to try to play through an injury nobody knows and we think he sucks all of a sudden? That's not
1: fair to the player either. Now, this gets a little bit better during the regular season, as we know, because during the regular season under the uh, NFL, PA, whatever – Uh, I don't know if it's the bargaining agreement or some other contract, but teams have to uh, disclose a body part for injuries and a practice status. Yep. So, you know, if A.J. Brown were to miss the first practice of the season, Mike Vrabel has to write a designation for why he missed it. Yep. And it might be non-injury related, and that would mean maintenance, uh, but you have to start listing a body part at that point. So so this sort of gets a little better then, but I – I just don't think it's any good now.
0: So Stephen Harris on Facebook says, sorry, Luke, you're way off here. Steven, I would like you to uh, tell us more about why you think Luke is way off here in this situation because I think what Luke was just saying is exactly what Meet My Needs brings up about Josh Reynolds and his Achilles because we had a big storyline around Titans media and Titans fans less than a week ago about Josh Reynolds not being explosive because we had no idea that he had an Achilles injury. And we also didn't know that he had a shoulder surgery in the offseason. That it's ridiculous that we have to... It got to the point where the player was getting scrutinized for his lack of abilities to do something at a high level because nobody knew that he was dealing with multiple injuries. Until, exactly. until the guy himself, Josh Reynolds, told us Monday night that he's dealing with an Achilles injury, and we all go, no, oh, all right, makes sense. Because like like the like some coaches, on, and I'm not saying this is Vrabel, but some coaches feel like the media and true like the media is the enemy when we're not the enemy, but we're just trying to help better understand. We can become the enemy if you leave us in the dark and don't allow us – to don't be fair to us in situations because then, like you said, a confused media doesn't help anybody.
1: Yeah, that's exactly the, 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 uh, the point I'm trying to make here again. It's not that we're not getting enough information. It's not that we don't have a timetable. It's not that we don't have a severity mark. It's that we don't have anything to work off of. And a confused media is bad for a team. And our friend Teron Davenport knows that as well as anybody. And he agrees with what we have to say. Apparently.
0: Yeah. And then Stephen Harris says, because the head coach has the right to release that kind of info if he wants. Well, then we have the right to say our observations and what we don't know is what we don't know. And so who's got who is that going to hurt? That's not going to hurt the head coach. It's not going to hurt the media. It's going to hurt the player. So if the head coach truly has the player's best interest in mind, then be fair and a little transparent with the media. We're not asking for a timeline. We're not asking for every specifics. We're just asking if the player is hurt or not hurt. It's yes, like we're not even like, to the, the point yes, of sir, like,
1: We just need a yes or no. Is like, Julio Jones hurt? Is A.J. Brown hurt? Okay, thank you.
0: Like we're That's not even it. asking if it's upper or lower body. Like We're not even like getting into the hockey limitations. We're just asking, is the player hurt or is the player not hurt?
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there.
0: Yes, for sure. Toron says that he knew uh, Josh Reynolds had a short shoulder injury, but he was struggling to run. That's why uh, that he asked if if it was a lower body injury because he was not explosive. And so, you know, your lower body is probably the reason why he's not explosive. <laughs> <out there. laughs> All right. Yeah, supposed-
1: I, real, real quick, I, I don't like this comment. Can't the media just say he dropped three passes as opposed to concluding he's not ex- explosive? Like, do you want us to be vanilla? Like, like I made this comment on the show a week ago. Do you want us to just come in here? Uh, and and, you know, I have a notepad of like things that happened and I just read, you know, 10 yard pass left side of the field, Ryan Tannehill, Josh Reynolds, 10 yard gain. Wow. Like, do you want, is that what you want this experience to be? Or do you want like (laughs) real observations?
0: Uh, yes, yes, for sure. All right. So let's go ahead and ask you guys this question. Uh, (laughs) do you guys care about how Mike Vrabel uh, talks to the media about injuries? Because um, this is – you guys are who we are delivering the messages to. You guys are the the end point. Like media exists to be the messenger between team, player, and fan base. So uh, do you guys care about how Mike Vrabel talks to the media about these injuries. We'll get your answers here in a second, but first let me tell you guys about Calvin and subtle and Calvin If you are looking to upgrade your home, get, make your home, have a better value. There's one way to do it. That's brand new hardwood floors and going to Calvin is where you should turn to in the mid state because they have great quality product and they also have efficient and fantastic customer service. Uh, subtle.com is where to go to to check out all their products and to get a hold of them or 615 448 6414, Calvinandsettle.com.
1: And if you sign up today for the BetMGM app and you use that promo code A to Z Sports, you'll get a risk free bet of up to $1,000.
0: Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be president of Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. So uh, your comments. Uh, do you care about how Mike Vrabel talks to the media about injuries? Carlos says it could just be a yes or a no. It could be, uh, Titans for life says, yes, I want the stats so that I can draw my own conclusions, Luke, about the previous conversation. Uh, Michael says it grinds his gears. Uh, Leo (laughs) and Roy just say, no, they don't care. Eli says I've gotten used to it at this point. So it doesn't bother me now. And that's also a problem too, Luke, because I think the media has gotten used to it. To where now for the majority of like Mon- you mentioned yesterday after practice, Monty Rice. Monty Rice was seen riding a cart from the sideline inside the facility. And yeah. nobody asked Mike Vrabel about Monty Rice yesterday because the media knew it would be a waste of a question. But yes, exactly. then what happened? Monty Rice is out there doing high knees and quick knees and looks fantastic. He looks and fantastic. Yeah, he looked great. <laughs> he looked, it looked great. like nothing happened. Like it was it was incredible. Uh, so that's a good example of that. Of the media is also getting used to this, unfortunately. DK Titan says, no, as long as they are ready. Well, okay. Tim says, yes, he does care. Louis says, I love it. Suspicious mind. <laughs> Troy says, yes, I care. I hate being in the dark about media. Uh, let's see. Oh, the comments just jumped like crazy on me. Olivia says, it's, it's the guessing game. Dom says, uh, we're all territorial stakeholders to an extent. If you want them to be season ticket holders, tell us some, some, tell us some stuff sometimes, That's, man, a, that's which, a
1: very intellectual answer right there.
0: I agree. Right, I agree. Though. Yes. Uh, Kenny says the media works to gather info for fans. Bobby says everyone wants to draw their own conclusions, even if they don't know how to interpret the data. That's true. But the more data, like more data is good, right? More data allows for a better conclusion to be drawn. Like if, if I, you know, I didn't watch practice today. I saw my information via Twitter, and which is a, a short-term, very short-form way of getting my information. I knew something about Titans practice today, but then when I talked to Luke on the phone, I knew more about Titans practice. And then by talking to Luke on the show, I know even more about Titans practice, but I don't know all of the information because Luke was there and I wasn't. So it's always like more data is good. It's not that difficult. Yep. So, of course, we answer yes, we care about how Mike Vrabel talks to the media about injuries. Pretty simple as that.
1: Yes. And, And there's this argument going on in the comments like, well, he doesn't have to. We're not saying he's breaking some kind of rule here. We're saying we would prefer and you should prefer that he offers this stuff up. Well, we're not saying he should get fined or anything. He's well within his right to do it. I just think it's a poor decision that doesn't benefit him.
0: I, I just uh, I just feel like whenever I hear coaches saying that we want what's best for the player, sometimes what's best for the player is telling the public that the player is dealing with an injury because it's not the player's fault that they got hurt. The player, It's the player's fault if they drop a pass, miss a block, or whatever it might be, miss a tackle. But if a player gets hurt, it's not their fault. So tell the public that they're hurt so we can have some, like, human decency with how we analyze what the (laughs) players do yeah i mean but seriously like like the josh reynolds thing is we were talking about is josh reynolds i mean it was a conversation on bucks podcast last week with Corey curtis and teron davenport is josh reynolds in jeopardy of not having a roster spot yeah
1: and like i've said a few times already this week that that whole situation delved into the realm of nonsense very quickly
0: it did but like it was the fact that financially and how he was playing the little that he was practicing because of whatever was going on, did not have him as a lock. And I, because now that we know he's dealing with an injury day to day, then sure. But that, but what happened? Lack of injury information created that speculation.
1: Yep. It, it certainly as, did. And that's yeah, the problem and, here.
0: Bingo. That's, that's the perfect point here. The perfect point. Yeah. Yeah. Monsoon, more speculation and worthless chatter comes from hiding, hiding injuries. Ex- exactly. Um, A to Z sports here live on this Thursday. Luke, let's go ahead and wrap up the Tampa the Tampa show with the Magic Bucket. I know you, Luke, you're very excited about this, but it's Magic Bucket Thursday here on the show. Heart rate is going up, that's for sure. Real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Bone and Joint the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Just simply head to bone and joint if you have an injury, speaking of injuries, that was just ironic. Speaking of injuries, <laughs> if you have an injury that you need to get back to health with, they can help you out. There are dozens of doctors there at the Bone and Joint Institute. They specialize in any type of injury you could have, and they streamline the process to you getting back to health. That's at boneandjointtn.org. Quickly moving on to the magic bucket, Luke in Tampa. Monsoon says he likes Tampa, Luke. Luke. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. Tomorrow it's going to be Daytona, Luke.
0: Yes, because you are traveling from Tampa to Daytona because you've got a buddy out there.
1: Yeah, I'm going to spend some time with him between now and the preseason game back here on Saturday. Yes,
0: so Luke will be uh, at the preseason game on Saturday. So it is time, Luke, for the magic bucket. Here is the magic bucket. Again, I'm going to save my sticker creativity for when Zach returns next Thursday I'm not wasting sticker creativity without Zach because he's the one that that always likes to hold me accountable. So, Luke, this time I'm going to draw for you first, okay? All right. Okay. I got two. There we go. Now I got one. This is good. Okay. You have to answer this question on the spot, Luke. Okay. If you were a drug addict, what drug would you be addicted to? Oh, this, gosh. this makes people, this made me uncomfortable, made Zach uncomfortable. <laughs> so oh, I, I,
1: I know the answer to this. It's nitrous oxide because <laughs> oh I remember God. when I was like, uh, none of my teeth would come out on their own. And so I always had to have dental surgery to get them out growing up. And I remember that at like age nine, I told my mom that I wanted to be a dentist when I grew up so that I would have access to that stuff, not knowing that it was like, that's illegal and you would lose your license for that. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely the answer. Laughing gas.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Luke is just getting high. just wants to get a high on laughing gas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man, that's fantastic. Yeah, DK Titans <laughs> says go big or go home. Luke. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> God, that really calls me Also relatively
1: there. harmless too, so like, Yeah, you know.
0: I guess. I mean, harmless for a certain extent of time.
1: Yeah, oh it might my rot God, your that, brain, but it won't kill you, so.
0: That's hilarious. Uh, just Now I'm just thinking of Luke on, on laughing, guys. All right, <laughs> this is for me. Ah dang it! Now I have to do what you had to do last week. So tomorrow morning, same thing. Yeah, tomorrow morning (laughs) I have to gel my hair straight down for the whole show.
1: Maybe yours will look a a little better than mine. We'll uh, we'll Uh, pull up, we'll pull up the picture tomorrow, and we'll do a side by side. How about that?
0: (laughs) Yes. So tomorrow on the show, I will be looking like a dork uh, with the hair combed all the way down, gelled down, straight forward. Uh, for, to end the week. It's a great yeah. way to, to wrap
1: it up. Now, you're in a similar position to me in that you don't have a whole lot of hair right here. No, so. it's pretty
0: short. It's pretty short, so we'll see how it goes. But, but that's, you know, hopefully uh, I'll remember to do this on my own. So, okay. Tomorrow's show is going to be interesting. So, hopefully Luke's not high on laughing gas for the rest of the weekend now that his work duties are over in Tampa for practices. Uh, but we will see you guys tomorrow morning back at the regular time. I did see somebody... Say on the comment section about how they appreciated the midday A to Z. And made me think, is that, does that mean you guys want us to create a, a midday show? Like, is that what you guys are wanting now, too? Because, uh, you know, that might be something we have to think about. Uh, if you guys like this one o'clock time start here that we've been doing the last couple of days,
1: I might need some laughing gas to watch Daniel Munyer for three hours on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, that that might be tough. All right, guys, have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will see you guys. Luke will be doing stuff around, so we'll see you guys tomorrow morning, but a lot of other uh, content going out. It is com. Check out the website. There's great content, already content uh, out there from practice today on the websites, all over social media. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Friday. Appreciate it.